Welcome to the Repertory Podcast with your host, Karen Allen, where each episode takes you from case scenario to words, from words to rubrics, from rubrics to rep set, from repertorization to remedies, from differential to outcome, all in about 25 minutes. It's fun, it's quick, it's never the same. Grab your repertory, a pen and paper to take some notes, and buckle up. We've done these last several cases all about something COVID happened or uh, the person had COVID. They thought maybe they had COVID. They're never well since COVID. Our client is a 57-year-old woman. She has had COVID twice. She's part of a homeopathic study group. She's taken a bunch of remedies. She's a school teacher. The first time she had COVID was in 2020 in the summer, and she was absolutely laid out for three weeks. She said she had bad body ache and fatigue and bronchitis. She said it was before I knew about homeopathy, and she took Theraflu and NyQuil, and she just slept for three weeks. It was summer. She was off for school break, and so she just slept, and then she got over it, and after she got over it, She didn't feel any different than before she got it. So she felt like she was okay. And then she got COVID again last fall in October after a family wedding. She got a really hot fever with a cough. When she was coughing, her ribs would ache. She talked to the study group, the homeopathy study group that she's in, and they all agreed it sounded like Bryonia. So she took Bryonia 30C a few times a day for several days, and within five to seven days, it was all gone. Since then, three and a half months, I have not felt normal, at least three to four times a week. I get cold, really, really cold. If I eat a big meal, especially like heavy meal with hot food, I have a meal where I drink wine as soon as I'm done eating it. I will feel really, really, really cold. It is really uncomfortably cold. It starts on her head and then she feels the chill go down her back and her chest feels really cold so that her head and torso are what get super cold. I asked her, you know, do your fingers get blue? Do your hands get cold? Not so much. Her feet don't get cold. Her legs don't really get cold. So it's her head, her back, her chest, her torso. And as soon as all this cold comes on, there are three things that are weird that happens. One is that she gets a salty taste in her mouth. So in some way, this is activating her salivary glands. Now this isn't during the meal, it's after the meal. So the salty wouldn't be in relation to the action of eating. It's actually something afterwards. The next thing is that she gets super thirsty. She has to have something to drink. And the third thing is she gets super restless. She will stand up and start running in place. She has to move. And if she moves around a bunch, the chill will go away. If she doesn't move, like one time this happened when she was on an airplane and she said she couldn't get, she couldn't get up and move. She was like in the middle seat And it was a night flight and she didn't want to wake everybody up and get up out of her seat. And the chill just did not go away like for an hour and a half. 
she said the chill thing will happen three or four times a week. Every once in a while, maybe once every other week during the chill, she will have diarrhea. And it's happened enough that she knows that that might be a thing. In the two hours after she has a big meal, she will not go anywhere. This is a condition we would describe in our notes as NBWS, never been well since. Let's dive into the repertory, okay? So where are we going to start, guys? Generalities, cold. Yep, cold, 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 cold. Generalities, chills. Chill. Complaints from, hmm. These are pretty small rubrics, guys. Leah says generalities, lack of vital heat. So Leah, that would be one that I would tend to use more for somebody who was always chilly as opposed to an episode of chilliness that is recurrent. Let's look and see if there's anything in that rubric, heat, vital, lack of. Let's see if there's anything in there that talks about like waves of chilliness that's worse after a meal that comes on after a glass of wine. I see, I don't see, I think this might not get us quite where, where you wanna go. You've got good knowledge of this rubric. Okay, good. Keely says chill, chilliness after eating. That's an excellent place to start. Chilliness, eating, after. Now, this isn't a really big rubric, so we might want to see if there's someplace else, but it's a very specific trigger, so we're for sure going to grab it. Uh, chilled on becoming aggravates. This is a good thought. This rubric would be if I was out in a cold place, like maybe I went to watch a friend go ice skating, or I was uh, stuck in some really cold conference room where they cranked the temperature down so that all those men in suits would be nice temperatured. And there I am in my light silk blouse freezing my little balonies off. So that would be when I would use that rubric, chilled on becoming aggravates. Yeah, I don't think that that rubric would be appropriate here because it's not that she's aggravated by getting cold. It's that she has a wave of chill that comes across her. Okay. Uh, generalities, eating after aggravates. That's excellent, Erin. Let's, let's do that too. And what was the other trigger for her? What was the other thing that, yes, wine, good, good. Erin says generalities, food and drink, wine aggravates. Good. You guys are doing great. Okay. All right, so we've got our, let's take a peek here. We've got our etiology, chilliness after eating, generalities after eating aggravates, which is our larger, more general version of the first one. And she's worse after food and wine. Okay, where does the coldness start? On her head, right. So can somebody find me a rubric of chilliness that's happening on somebody's head. Right, good. It starts on her head 
and then it goes down her back. The chill goes down her back and then she feels it in her chest. So we want rubrics for all of those things. Somebody find me a rubric for her head, getting feeling the chill. What section do we want to be in? All right, good, Tanya. We've got head, coldness, chill, with. There you go. We also, there's also like a rubric of head coldness in general. Let's, that's probably more appropriate. Okay. And then what happens? It goes on her back. Can somebody find me? And she was very specific. It goes down the back. You know, since your back is kind of a large region, we have rubrics that specifically have directionality to them, like chill extending down the back, chill extending up the back. Back, coldness, chill, good, descending, exactly. Um, this is gonna be written differently in different repertories. So, we're just going to go back and review the structure of the repertory. The first thing that we see is laterality, things on the left side, things on the right side. This is true for every section of the repertory. Every architecture of rubrics has these chunks in them if they happen to be present for that thing. And the next thing is the timing, morning, forenoon, afternoon, night. And then after the laterality and after the timing, we start in our A to Z options, things that have to do with air and cold and dinner and flushes and menstrual stuff and stool and sudden and urine and walking and waves, whoa. And then after weakness, you see extending. Extensions come after all of the modifiers and before the locations. And so extensions tell you that a symptom is moving from one place to another place. So let's look and see what's in there. Extending down the back, extending up the back, extending up and down the back. She specifically said it goes down her back. So that's how you find this specific rubric. And some of you, like Natasha also says, what about chill extending downward? I think that that is absolutely also useful. So let's grab that. I'm sorry, Natasha, you found a really good rubric, but I don't think I can quite match it. Okay, so the next thing she said, it starts on her head, it goes down her back. And what's the next one? Chest, exactly. Good, good, you guys are right on it. So let's look in the chest section. And we need a rubric that says somebody's feeling coldness or chill there. Got it. And now that she's really, really cold, there are three things that happen. Oh, actually four if you count the occasional one. So what happens at this point? She gets a salty taste in her mouth. Right, good. Can you find me a rubric that has that only during chill. 
Leah's on it. Mouth tastes saltish. So she's got a salty taste. Chill during. This is a teeny tiny rubric. We'll probably use it as verification. I'm going to show you what I usually do with that. Okay. And Rena says she also gets thirsty. Yes. Can you find me a rubric for thirst that's associated with chill? There you go. Stomach, thirst, chill. Um, we've got before, during, after. So she says that she has it during and after. So we're probably gonna add those things together. Okay, so she's got the taste salty and she's got the thirsty. What else happens? Restlessness, excellent. Leah says mind restlessness during the chill. Good. That is absolutely accurate. Okay, and what else did she say? She has to get up and move. And if she moves, what happens? Movement ameliorates. Good, Erin. Somebody wanna give me a rubric for that? Generalities, good. Motion ameliorates, okay. What was the thing that doesn't happen every time, but happens at least once every other week? Diarrhea with the chill, yes. What section am I looking in? Rectum, good. There we go. Okay, so we've got this chill after eating and we can combine it if we want with this. And uh, it's after a meal or after she has wine and her head gets cold and then her back gets cold and her chest gets cold. She gets this funny salty taste in her mouth. She feels super thirsty. And during this time she gets restless, she moves around and sometimes with the diarrhea that comes on during the chill. Okay, uh, Marilee says, would you use periodicity? You know, I would if it came, if she said like every day at six o'clock or every third day or something like that, but she says she has it maybe three, four times a week, but if she eats a big breakfast, it's gonna come on. If she eats a big dinner, it's gonna come on. So it's not always, but it's with every heavy meal. And because of that, I don't think that a time cycle is a bigger factor. Does that make sense, Marilee? It's a good question. Now, this is kind of a big rubric set because of the salty taste. The first remedy she took was Nature Mirror. It didn't make any difference. She took China, which is a, you know, never well since flu kind of remedy. It didn't make any, and we see China right here. It didn't help. Uh, there's our nap mirror. Um, she took Nux Vomica. She took Rust Tox because she thought, oh, I'm so restless. Of course, it must be Rust Tox. I'm better for movement. She took Zinc, which is right here. She took Gelsimium, which is somewhere in this array. 
And she took agaricus because she was so chilly, chilly, chilly. And none of those touched it. One of the strategies that you can use when you have some really accurate but tiny rubrics is that you pull the tiny rubrics down to the bottom of the list. We haven't talked about this in a while, so I just wanted to, we're gonna add these two together. When you put the small rubrics down at the bottom of your list, you will have uh, a better way of looking at what is coming up. It'll show you the things that don't have very many remedies in the bottom. Now, do you remember before we had a lot of white things scattered through? Now we get to see what are the things that are covered by all of the big guys? And then down here, what are the things that also cover the smaller rubrics? It makes your chart a little bit easier to look at. So again, Nux Vomica, Rust Tox, China, uh, Zinc, these are uh, Agaricus, these are Nat Mirror. These are all reasonable remedies that she chose, that she took, that didn't help. But what's a really reasonable remedy that she didn't try that is chilly and restless and feels better getting up and moving? Arsenicum. Yeah, we see, thank you. Veratrum was the other differential in here. These were the two remedies that I considered the most because they're both chill. They have waves of chill. They have chill that goes down the body. So um, in the end, because of the weird salty taste thing that came on, that was the weirdest thing that she talked about. That was what I went with. And because she had this specific thing of the chilliness coming on after a meal, I felt like any remedy that I was seriously gonna consider, either it had to be in this rubric, which let's be honest, do we really believe that in 4,000 remedies, there's only 16 of them that have this? Probably not. And so with, you know, let's say that I was considering phosphorus very seriously, it covers all but this one. I could go search in the Materia Medica to see, does this have chill after eating? Is it in some way included, but just not in this rubric? then I could look at that, okay? So in this case, I asked her to take Arsenicum 200C. And part of why I had her take that higher potency is because she had been dinking around with this with plenty of remedies for like three months and it had not altered at all. And so I asked her to take three doses over 24 hours and then stop and talk to me after five days. And when I talked to her after five days, it had stopped after she hadn't had any more of these episodes of chill since the uh, first dose that she took. But it wasn't every day anyway, but it was three or four times a week. So it would be very unusual for her to not have it within five days. So I said, okay, just pause. If it starts, if you notice it, begin to start, take another dose. And then we followed up again after three weeks 
And I said, how are you doing? She said, I had to repeat the remedy one time after I had a great big meal with friends. And then since then it's been gone. These small details that sometimes we don't trust would be things that have the key to the case. And we might say, well, that rubric is too small. Well, and I don't want to include it in my repertorization because it's too little. Don't, don't throw it out, but you can use it as a confirmatory. Pull it down to the bottom of your list and see what's coming up generally. And then of those things, see what also has these other details. Thanks for investing your time and effort into learning and using the repertory. You're invited to join us live at Monday Midday Repertory as we create these podcast episodes. Learn more about how to use the repertory with me, Karen Allen, author of the repertory tutorial and workbook, which is now an e-course at www.trinityhealthhub.com. See you next time with another repertory case.